Welcome to the Monday Morning Tears Cast, the first, best, and only podcast about the goings-on of the Monday Morning Tears Fantasy Football League. I am your host and champion, Daniel Kite. Oh, baby, it feels good. Oh, this is, it feels so sweet. I've made it to the promised land. Free at last, free at last. Lord almighty, we are free at last. Oh, my goodness. I'm so happy to finally be able to say this on the podcast that I am your reigning champion. Oh, goodness. I don't even want to introduce these guys that I'm going to talk to today. I just want to just keep talking about this. Um, But I suppose I should. Uh, So today, the main goal, we're going to be chatting about uh, some changes to the league. thinking about some proposals here and because we don't have huge attendance here uh what we'll do is basically the the three of us that are going to be on the podcast are going to present uh, a few options and some some food for thought and just kind of have them on record so that y'all can listen and think about them as uh you know we come closer to making decisions for the league so we'll do that we will chat a little bit about the po- that not the, the possibility, but uh, you know, some of us starting up Dynasty and what that looks like. Uh, but before we get too far into it, I've got two folks here with me today. The first of which, uh, you know, a couple guys that both of them ended up in the uh, the consolation bracket, duking it out for the butt hurt bowl. Neither of them taking it home though. Uh, on the podcast, we have Mikey Campos. Welcome, thank you, thank you, thank you, and uh, congratulations on uh, winning your championship. It feels so good. I know you you had this joy last year, and uh, I am happy to steal it all from you. I look forward to getting that trophy from you in March. I hope. Uh, actually, what when actually yeah, that might be the best time to do it. But we'll chat about that later. Uh, but also along with Mikey on the podcast, we have Daniel D Carvalho. Danny, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing well. Um... For those of you listening, uh, I know you're probably already sick of Kite and his antics already just so far in the two minutes that we've been doing this, but just be glad you don't have to, to deal with him live. Uh, I wish you were here. <laughs> That's how we feel about Kite Slander on this podcast. We won't have it. You anymore. just learned how to use these buttons and you've already abused them. <laughs> oh, I'm going to abuse the hell out of them. Are you kidding me? You should never have showed me this in the first place. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> it's just, we're just going to turn into a morning radio show here. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the the plan first off, we'll we'll start thinking about some changes that we might make to the league because you know, uh, in the spirit of democracy, in the spirit of wanting to do things well, uh, you know, we we always seek to build a more perfect league. And, uh, you know, there's some stuff that went down this year that uh, has brought, you know, been at the forefront of a lot of our attentions here. Um, So we'll start by talking about keepers, and then I will open up the chat uh, with the boys here to any other possible changes in our uh, league here. But, uh, you know, again, keepers were a big source of consternation amongst many of us, uh, myself included. Uh, and, you know, I think a, a lot of us had thoughts on how things should change or m- could possibly change. Um, so we're going to present a bunch of different options here that have been bouncing around our heads and kind of, uh, you know, go through the pros and cons of them. So I'm going to hand it off to Mikey first. Mikey, I know you had a couple of ideas. Uh, why don't you start with one of them and then we will, uh, you know, explore it a little bit. 
Yeah, for sure. So I obviously like the uh, the layout of how the season went. Um, you know, the keepers as every week on week by week progressed uh, became a, a bigger and bigger topic of discussion uh, within our league uh, until just about before the trade len- uh, trade deadline. As we all are very aware of some of the trades that completely blew it up. So you know, a lot of different ideas were bouncing around, and and one of uh, one of them that was common was just scrapping it all together. Uh, so it is an option, obviously, of course, because we've committed to starting a keeper league. We need to follow through at least for one or two more seasons, but potentially uh, we just scrap it after that and go back to a full redraft. Um, and that could also be uh, a part of how, uh, like. Uh, you mentioned before, Kite, that we are also moving to a, a dynasty league for some of us. So we can just kind of separate the both and just have a, this uh, as a redraft league in the next probably year or two. Yeah. Um, Danny, your thoughts on that. Uh, how do you feel about the idea of scrapping keepers in this league? So so first off, yeah, like any, any changes that we're discussing right now uh, wouldn't affect keepers for this next upcoming draft that we're going to do in the summer uh, because we can't, that would be unfair. Um, they would really affect in season next season for trading and the draft the following year, uh, just so that's cleared up. Um, so regarding what Mikey said, yeah, like I, I think it makes sense, uh, especially, you know, if we're going to do dynasty and, and those that wanted keepers are going to do dynasty Um I see that you know being a, a you know real option if people want it, and I, I have no problem with that. So, um, yeah, if, if all these options will be voted on anyway, so no decisions tonight. But um, I mean, I think that's that's one to think about. Yeah, and just so it doesn't keep sounding so ominous, I know I know we keep saying like some of us who joined Dynasty. Uh, you know, the only reason we're putting that caveat in there is just because we know that for you know some of our members here, uh, you know, one league is enough. You know, and having to go through all the extra hubbub and, you know, paying attention and dedication, looking at rookie drafts, you know, some folks might be a little turned off by that. Uh, that's not to say that we don't want everyone in there. Like, you know, I personally would like to keep working with all y'all uh, going into Dynasty, you know, just making sure that we're all, you know, on the same page and, and putting in the same amount of effort. So that's why we're saying uh, some of us. I don't want it to make it sound like we're like ex- it, the, 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 the secret cabal has already. put. Yeah, well, by that, I meant like I did put a, a, a poll in the mid, middle of the beginning of last year. And I think nine of eight or nine of the 12 people said they would. And a few already said they didn't want to. So for sure, there's already people that don't. And that's really what I meant. I mean, yeah, we can have a discussion about specific people and, and their you know desire to join later if, when it comes down to brass tax. But. Yeah, that's what it is for now. Yeah, I just wanted to say that just just to make it super clear and that we weren't being, you know, dicks, uh, essentially. Yeah, um, yeah I, I especially, you know, knowing that uh, Dynasty is going to become a thing, it does make the idea of scrapping keepers a, a palatable option just because, you know, that, that itch for long-term dominance uh, can come in that league versus this one. Um, I will say, though, I, I do still enjoy the idea of having keepers to a certain extent. I mean, even though we are might we're going to have this other league, 
it's still fun. It still adds a new dimension. And I think, you know, the, 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 it definitely caused some controversy, which, um, you know, you know, stirring the pot's rarely a bad thing, you know, especially when it's in a, in a good way like this. So I, I do see some some benefit to keeping keepers around, but I can also very clearly, you know, see the benefit of potentially getting rid of them. Uh, Mikey, any final thoughts on that before we move on to our next uh, option? Yeah, and again, it, it, it's just an idea. Like you know, when we first uh, when we first voted on, even if we want to do a transition our league to a keeper, I think it was a pretty close vote. I think it was about like a seven to five or something like that. It was just by off by a point. So that's why I, I think it's a viable option because it can it can still give the people who didn't want it in the first place a voice. And now the league has gone through it. It can give everybody a chance to reevaluate that. If uh, if we want to do it or not, and if we do, then yeah, we, like some of the future, like the next options we're going to discuss, can can maybe just kind of tweak it up a little bit and make it a little bit more better and enjoyable. Yeah, and I think that's well put, especially the fact you know all all the other proposals we're going to put forward here now uh, are going to keep keepers in the league. Uh, so the, that the, the majority of our proposals do keep them in here. Uh, but Mikey, why don't you uh, go ahead and. You know, you had a suggestion about uh, altering some keeper rules. Uh, what was yours that uh, you wanted to address? Yeah, so one of the major loopholes we had uh, was that uh, we weren't allowed to keep any first-rounders. And that's just because, obviously, they're the most talented players we try to draft in the league, even though sometimes they get injured or things happen throughout the season. Um, and it kind of, I guess you know, cause controversy with uh, trading away first round uh, value for maybe like later round value for keeping in the league. So, you know, a proposal is we can keep our first round uh, players, but what would be the cost of that? So since our league is a two man keeper, maybe the cost is if you want to keep that valuable first rounder, then that's all you get to keep. Your cost is that you only get to keep one instead of two players. So that's just maybe uh, an option that we can put out there. Danny, what are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it, it makes sense. Though, though, you know, I guess the question that I have is, is what are we trying to prevent? Or what are we trying to protect the league from, I guess? And, and I think, like, we want to prevent extremely lopsided trades, right? So I'm going to use, um, Mikey, your trade as an example. I know, you know there's debate on whether it was super lopsided or not, but would you, would you have still made that trade if you, like, if you could keep Dalvin Cook and only get one keeper? Uh, not sure. Like in uh, at that moment, uh, the way he was injured and how he performed, um, maybe maybe not. But if I can keep him, and I I don't I probably wouldn't to be honest because I felt I would feel like I would at this point want someone else in the first round than him. Right. So that's what I that's what I thought you would do too. So and that's a case, if that's the case, you would still have made that trade. Um, probably. Which means that we didn't like. What did that really accomplish? So, yeah, so you're, so you're basically want... saying like the rule is it enough? Or, right. So it's still gonna just like it wouldn't markedly change things, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Uh, and if anything, too, I think that actually might end up benefiting 
you know, the people on the winning sides, right? Because let's say uh, I get traded, uh, you know, I trade for Christian McCaffrey and I end up winning the league. Uh, I now get to keep Christian McCaffrey with 112. Yeah. That's right. That's a good rate point. Yeah. Yeah. And the people, yeah, the people that are bad are trading away their top players. Yeah, they weren't going to keep Christian McCaffrey with the 101, but yeah, 12th pick, that's perfect. So, yeah, like, yeah. Again, I'm, I'm still, I, I kind of, I think there's merit to the idea of keeping it first rounders. I, I just don't know if that's the caveat that we need to go along with it. Is there, you know, Danny, had you thought about anything else with first rounders? Um, yeah, I mean, other options would, could be uh, if you keep your first, you have to, you lose an additional pick. So let's say, I don't know what pick it would be, but let's say, you know, if you keep Jonathan Taylor, you lose your first pick for next year and your fourth pick because it needs to be valuable, I think. Um, so, you, you know, you, know you, you can still keep your guy. So if Paul had a bad team, he would maybe wouldn't have traded Jonathan Taylor, even though, you know, it's a lot of value he's giving up. So, I don't know. It's just another thing. Interesting. Uh, Mikey, any thoughts on that? Ooh, I think he we, might be muted I think, now. I think we hit the portion where, where Mikey went into the house, so um, we'll leave it at that then. Uh, so, with, with those are a couple of options that uh, we've been talking about and bantering around with. Uh, but uh, Danny, you've been looking more into uh, trades and how the trades themselves can be altered. Uh, so, what's what's one of the ideas that you've had bouncing around regarding trades? So, yeah, I have I have two ideas or options that we could probably throw out there um one of them is a little bit more complicated so it's basically adding draft pick trading um with only next year's pick being allowed so the the following year um and you know there's downsides to this personally i think because of the potential dynasty but i i think the way to kind of limit it would be um you can only trade players that are not like the top in their position. So like you can't, like Yahoo used to have a can't cut list, for example. So for example, like can't, can't cut list players, quote unquote, like can't be traded for picks. So that, that would be uh, and a caveat to that, but it is kind of complicated, you know, kind of trying to explain it too. And I'm not even sure what the value it provides myself. So, but what do you think about that regardless? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand the, the, putting in a can't cut list, like saying those guys can't be traded, definitely uh, limits the extent to which uh, a, a team can load up, uh, which I think would definitely probably reduce a number of trades. Now, granted, like that's not to say that, you know, wide receiver twos and RB twos and even a tight end here and there, you know, aren't going to be uh, super valuable and, and potentially helpful for a, a championship win. Uh, but... I, I can definitely see that taking a bit of the sheen off uh, some of the intense trades uh, that could be happening there. Uh, I, I just wonder if that just like, you know, I does it make it less fun? Like, it's, I, I mean, yeah, for all like the shit that went down, it was kind of fun to see all like these huge trades going down. Yeah, no, I'm, that's my thought too. Um, uh, kind of reflecting on it, it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, we still want it to be fun, and I think uh, restricting that, yeah, might. I guess add make sure there's no huge swings, but you know at the end of the day, then you know big, you know some trades are kind of what we want. So 
yeah, I'm yeah, not sure it, that's it, a it good did feel like it kind of mirrored, you know, real life because you know you see like uh, uh, you know when when the Jays traded for Jose Barrios, it's like ooh, who are the keepers that the the Jays gave away? What's they only right. gave away those guys? What the shit? And then like there's there is that yeah. kind of fun aspect of it. So I have one more um, that honestly is my personal favorite, but um, I'd like to hear what you think. So one of my options for trading uh, would be every time a player is traded, their keeper value is two rounds earlier than before. So what that does is a player is more valuable on your team than on someone else's team. So hypothetically with, some something like Mikey's trade when he was trading for Fournette and for Pittman. Um, if they were seventh and sixth round keepers, they would now be fourth and fifth round keepers. Maybe, maybe Mikey wouldn't make that trade because you know that maybe those guys in that rounds aren't as good. Maybe I'll just keep them. So that that's kind of the logic. Is it kind of has you keep your guys for keepers as opposed to trading them, but still allows you to trade them, you know, if you want. Yeah, I think that's interesting. Um... In in that, you know, with that rule in place, are you able to trade first and second round guys? Um, great question. Because uh, <laughs> their round, their value wouldn't change. I, I mean, I would think that when you get into this, the earliest you can keep a guy is, is uh, for a first round cost, which means like, you know, a second round for first round. Yeah. And I think if you get a second round guy and he's a first round cost already, he's already not a good quote unquote keeper unless he's like a Jonathan Taylor or something. Right. So I don't, I don't think that's so big of so much of a deal, even for third rounds. I think keeping for a first is fine. First round picks can't be traded anyway or can't be kept anyways. If, like I'm not proposing both, it's just kind of one. So in that case, they can be traded, but you can't keep them anyway. So that doesn't change anything here. Right. It, it would just be the second round guys that would, I mean, I guess be one round early. No, not even. Their value wouldn't change. Right. So second round players' value wouldn't change. I think with third round players, instead of keeping them um, two rounds earlier than before, it would be one round because, you know, you can only go up to round one. Right. Um, so instead of a third round drafted player being kept for the second they would be kept for the first which i think is again is a pretty pun- pretty good punishment still because the, at the top of the draft like those rounds are a lot more important than round like seven or eight right um, yeah exactly and even if we do institute something where we can keep first rounders too there's there's perhaps other punitive uh options yeah. that can be taken like if you if you you know trade for them and keep them like maybe you lose fab or something like that, you know, like you're over the salary cap or some kind of shit like that. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, those are so, options. M- Mikey, are you with yeah. us? Do you have any thoughts? Oh, I'm still here. I'm still here. Well, I'm back now, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think the two, the two, two rounds earlier is is an interesting idea. Uh, my my thought process is. Um, does that mean like let's let's say if we do do that and it's two rounds earlier, let's say, uh, you know, you pick do a trade. The guy's an eighth round value now; he's a sixth. Does that two rounds earlier jump again for the following year, or does it go back to one that, year? That's what I have. Yeah, that's what I have written. That's it. We can decide on that if we decide to go that way. But my gut there um, would say like it should reset. Like the the two should reset every year. So like 
you know, with Steve, who was buying and selling the same guy nine times this year, like within season, like every time he gets traded, he bumps up two spots. Like I, I see that being reasonable, but then like once it comes time for the start of the following season, um, you know, it, actually, that's a good question. Does it make a difference? Huh? Um, it doesn't have to be. I, I so yeah. So so the reason I would say yes every time it's traded, their keeper value is reduced by two rounds. Was because let's give an example of uh, I don't know this w- didn't happen, but um, with Bateman, right? So Bateman was drafted in the eleventh or something like that. He's traded. He's a keeper for a ninth, which might be not be amazing value for still, but whatever. Maybe someone still thinks, oh, keeper Bateman in the ninth is amazing. I'm going to sell the farm for him. Or I'm going to give all my top assets for him, but well, wait, no, he would be in the seventh instead of the ninth. So it's kind of to just to like you know keep protecting you know from lopsided trades, but um, you know that's just it. we can also decide to say okay, once they're traded once, then they're there two rounds earlier than before, and that's it. Right. Yeah, I'd also like to note that my savvy drafting had Bateman picked in the thirteenth round. Thank you very much. Sure. There you go. Yeah, he did so much this year. I he he got me David Montgomery and DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he did quite a lot. Yeah, for yeah. Silent. I mean, again, I love it. we can discuss we can discuss that trade. But we've already beaten that dead horse. Do, do you have the cricket <laughs> sound that you can play? That's what I was <laughs> trying to do. That's that's how I knew I was winning. <laughs> <laughs> crickets is a good one, though. I'll need to look into crickets. Um. Yeah. A- any final thoughts there for that, Mikey? Uh. Yeah. I, I think it's something that I'm curious to see what uh, the other guys uh, would have into place. I kind of thought about um maybe even potentially combining some of the thoughts. So, for example, uh, if we're gonna go like two rounds earlier, and you can't draft, uh, that means you can't keep, let's say, the first two rounders. But maybe if you do want to, then you can only, you know, combine that with you can only keep uh, one keeper then, if that's the case. And then maybe make a penalize that, like, if you do keep them and then for the season after, like, there's, there's like, something else, like, another, another like, something added to that. Right. But, uh, yeah, I know it'll be interesting uh, to see what uh, I, the other I, numbers I, there. I mean, I, I know there's probably a lot of ways we can figure out how to maneuver this, but... The, the challenge that I'm going to have is trying to get consensus on it. Especially, like, it's hard to put something that specific to a vote when someone might agree to it, but not 100% of it. Then they won't want to vote for it, right? right? So that's why I'm trying to keep the changes as simple and basic as possible. And then we can iterate on those as we go. But, like, for round one of changes, I think probably, you know, a simple, like, like Mikey's idea or, you know, my idea or whatever. Um, but having like, you know, if this, then that situations gets a little tricky when you're doing votes and people don't agree to them. So, yeah. And I think um, that's a good transition into kind of the final option that we gave ourselves, which I will advocate for um, talking about simplicity, uh, which is making no changes. Uh, we keep the keeper system exactly as it is right now. And we don't change a thing. Uh, now, as someone who came out viscerally uh, against these trades earlier in the year, this may seem odd coming from me. 
Um, but I, as I was saying to Danny earlier, I think winning the chip has, has softened my heart a little bit. Uh, you know, it's made me a better person. It's kind of just had me do some self-reflection. Uh, you know, I spend my days now wandering down to ponds and sitting cross-legged and just meditating with the thought of being a champion on my mind. Um, but honestly, as I, I kind of as I was alluding to a little bit earlier, you know, in, in retrospect, you know, we're we're all adults. We all have an idea of what our value is that we're looking for in a fantasy team. Uh, the trades were hella fun and stirred up a lot of shit in the league, which was kind of fun to get engaged with and kind of get some conversations going. Uh, and, you know, in general, is probably pretty closely mirrored to, uh, you know, what, what football can look like. I mean, even though we rarely see player-for-player player trades in football, uh, you know, general manager. and also the no changes that we keep keepers uh, exactly. As the I think it's okay as well if, if now that we've gone through it for a season, like people, or as I should say managers, accept the fact that there can be, uh, you know, at the end of a trade deadline, like, um, you know, a first rounder, second rounder going for like high potential, right? Um, and that's just something that, you know, managers will have to like swallow their pride and accept and not like be sour on, um, regardless of uh, their opinions or not, right? So that's uh, definitely a, another option as well. Yeah, exactly. Like the idea that, you know, you we suck it up. We all, we all agree to the same rules. We all make our decisions and that's kind of uh, how it goes. Uh, Danny, you have any trepidations about that uh, course of action? I mean, no, I, I guess not. Like, if if we stayed, that's fine. I it's, I'm, don't really care that much. Um, I mean, the main reason why I want to have this discussion, and I was really hoping more people would be involved, but is is just because of the uh, kind of controversy that there was for some of these trades. And I just want to make sure that you know, if we go through with this again uh, next year, that you know, no one's going to freak out when it happens again because they could have had the opportunity to change it, but. Or at least um, like, not not freak out about the rules, but freak out at like managers for just like I mean I think we can still just shout sure. at each other. That's still fun, but we can shout at each other, but not be like calling to burn it all down. Sure. Yes. Yeah. Because there what was is... calls this year to say, "Oh, well, now keepers suck," or to say like, "Oh, wait, this needs to be changed." So, and then that's kind of why I want to have this discussion. Um, but no, it's been good so far. I, I actually just thought of another one that I can throw out there. Ooh, um, bonus. Um, Come on, hold on, I've got a sound uh, drop for this. I can do this. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one is uh, kind of along the lines of trading. Um, and the reason why people were trading the farm away was because they thought that they were already out of contention. Um, one option would be to move the trade deadline earlier by a few weeks so i would say two weeks max and this would basically say a kind of you know people would think they're still in contention there's still a chance that they can make playoffs so maybe they wouldn't sell their their top guys for for next year right so that's that's kind of an option too another thing that just kind of popped to mind too potentially 
maybe a cash prize for the consolation bracket for winning the uh, the like the first overall pick. Maybe incentivizes people to to not trade away uh, players as much and and maybe try and win a little bit of cashola back. I don't know, just throwing it out there. I think the, my problem with that one is like, you know, it's kind of weird that you know I come in ninth place and I get money, but the guy in fourth doesn't. You know, I hear that. That just yeah, seems kind of backwards. I think with the consolation bracket, how it's set up this year, I, I think. I think just trying to not get the butt hurt and getting a better draft position next year is 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 competitive enough, at least for the for the bottom four. Uh, what I was gonna actually say, which kind of was, uh, you can say I won't say exactly the trade, but the one that kind of stirred it all up is not regarding keepers, but maybe make a rule in our trading system that you can't do trade backs. So, for example, if you trade a player away. <laughs> You can't get them back by default. That's uh, the same season. Like once he's gone, he's gone off your roster. I mean, I can make an official rule for that. Um, I, I think, I think from the same manager, I would say, sure, yeah. I mean, there's nothing to say. I mean, I'm going to trade something to Kite. Kite's going to trade it to Mikey, and then Mikey, you're going to trade it back to me in some package deal. Like that, I don't think that's crazy. There's, but um, yeah, I mean, to, to trade the same player back and forth a week apart, I think is is where I, I would kind of draw the line, so hopefully. Uh, Are there not rules but, in that in the NFL about, like, I mean, like, obviously you can play for, like, multiple franchises throughout uh, a season or whatnot. Is there anything that prevents someone from being on a roster, leaving that roster, and then coming back to that roster? Is that, is, I don't know if there's a rule about that. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just so weird. And there's not that many trades in the NFL, really, but it would just be so unorthodox even in like any other league really like you don't see that happen yeah like you get it a bit with like maybe like on practice squads and stuff like that like guys who might bounce around and stuff like that but uh on active rosters i feel like it's rare yeah yeah so i mean that's why i didn't think we, we had to make that rule but i mean i feel like that was like a uh, kind of that was like a one-off like um, rare thing. unwritten yeah yeah so yeah, I hear that. We just I think we thoroughly chastised Steve for that, so I don't know if he'll be so willing to make a similar trade next year. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I, we don't even have like, you know, a league rule book that I'm going to add this to regardless <laughs> because that's not like a rule that I can enforce until after it's done. Um but, you know, if, and I guess I could always reject the trade, but um, I mean, what I'll still do is I'll keep it with an honor system. Just like, you know, if there's a legitimate reason, I suppose, if this, the last trade passed, then, you know, I guess, sure. But, you know, try not to do it if you can avoid it. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I, I think that about settles, like, the keepers discussion. Um, and, I'll, I mean, I, I guess we haven't really talked about many other changes for this league specifically. Um, but is there anything else in our current league right now that folks have umbrage with or perhaps want to see adjusted? Mikey, is there anything for, on your end? Uh, I, I think uh, the keepers was such, like, the, the biggest eyesore or gaping black hole uh, this year, that that kind of just took over. Um, <laughs> black <laughs> hole. <laughs> um, no, I, I would probably just say like you know the un- an unwritten rule, maybe uh, you know maybe like just a little bit better trade adequate from some some of the managers. But outside of that, I think 
for the most part. Uh, the league is pretty good. We we do a good job with uh, with everything for the most part. And I think like if we kind of tweak this a little bit, I, I think we should have definitely a, another solid uh, a solid year of fantasy coming up. Danny, anything on your end? I know you're the commish, uh, so you, you. I don't know how much uh, you know thought you put into this uh, in terms of like or wanting to get league consent before you present anything. Um, but was there anything else uh, in the league beyond keepers that you thought uh, maybe could be tweaked? Um, I think there's always things that that can be done, but I, I just think for, there were a lot of changes made this past year that um, you know we haven't got a time. Kind of got time to digest fully yet, so I'm not really um, gung ho about making any major other ones. Especially now with the implications of keepers, like I mean, hypothetically, if we add another position, like whatever a QB or whatever, like that kind of changes keeper values alone, right? Because maybe they're drafted earlier, and then right. that kind of messes things up. So we do have to kind of tread lightly there now. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of cool with with keeping status quo outside of the, the tweaks we make we make for keepers, if any. Um, and then uh, the only other one that you know, I don't know if we want to vote on this. If someone has any ideas, but we do kind of. I feel like we still need to come up with a framework of what the etiquette is or the rules are are surrounding the butt hurt bowl and the championship trophy. How do those get transferred? Because no one that has the butt purple wants to drive it around, or no one that has the trophy wants to drive it around to the next manager. So we might have to have like a rule that says, okay, you know, the the previous winner gives it to the new winner, or whatever. That you know what I mean? Fucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yes, something I, I, like that. Yeah, that definitely needs to be addressed. Uh... Uh, you know, like again, uh, it, it's fine. Like I get COVID, everything happened, but uh, you know, getting the getting the championship already like deep into the season, and then, um, you know, I, I I will do my part, and I'll give you the trophy kite when I see you in in March. Perfect. Uh, but yeah, it's just more bring so it. like, uh, yeah, I'll bring it. But uh, the only the only thing I ask is. I want to have a, a glorious handoff of the trophy with you. I want to have it to have an epic scene, Danny and like Andre, like clapping in the background with Victor. You need to like grab my butt while you grab the trophy at the same time. That, that's exactly the kind of handoff I envision when I dream at night. And that's what I would like to happen. In so what I'm thinking is day of the ceremony, uh, everyone's in their seats just as uh, Victor and Heather are about to tie the knot, we shove them out of the way, and then we go center stage, and you get down on one knee and present the trophy to me. I mean, I, I would cry. I think I would, too. <laughs> I'd be up there and I'd be saying, so this is the happiest day of my life. I love you. And... You'd be saying, didn't you say that at your wedding last summer? And I'd say, not the same. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, like Vic, just, like, deep down inside is like, this is what I really wanted. Not not this today, but, like, I really wanted that trophy uh, instead of the wedding. <laughs> this, this is what it comes at. This is Victor's triumphant return to the league. Or this is Victor's, like, uh, Joker yeah. origin story. 
We just so get thrown the, in a vat of acid somehow. Yeah, that, yeah <laughs> that's specifically what I'm talking about. I'm specifically talking about <laughs> after Mike he has the trophy off, Victor falls into a vat of acid. <laughs> Man, those all very I guess the league has to stay tuned for uh, a podcast in April to know the details of what happens. With- oh, that's fun. Let's live podcast the wedding. That should be good. <laughs> Andre can But uh, all in all, uh, uh, all no in choice. all, I think um, what Dan is just saying is there's like too much var- uh, variance between the length of holding the championship or the butthurt bowl between like the winners and uh, there just needs to be something in place to keep them accountable for for that for the handoff right or the trade-off regardless of, of yeah. who's supposed to um, pick it up like not. the rule typically the, the rule was before technically that you have to post your butthurt picture by the super bowl which is next week um nick doesn't have the trophy yet victor has it right so like that's I maybe I'll talk to Victor. I can pass it off. I ideally don't want to touch that thing, um, <laughs> but I will for the good of the league. And I don't know uh, where Nick is at now. Maybe we can arrange something. But um, yeah, that that thing needs to get in Nick's hands so I can burn a hole in his shelf just, somewhere. Just bring like some tongs with you, some like rubber gloves. Just make sure you don't get any of that stank on you. Yeah, I've come too close. So uh, I will say, though, based on everything that you guys are saying, it sounds like you're not going to be in favor of my adding two kickers and adding two punters uh, to each team uh, rule. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'd be in favor of it if it was, like, only to your team. Well, hey, I'll take the extra points. I can live with that. No, like, in place of a quarterback oh, come on. and a running back. That would be silly. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> um, I, I I agree with Danny with not really like messing around with too much more changes while we're trying to settle with the keepers. But uh, one that always was kind of floating in the air as an idea was uh, we got rid of kickers a long time, like a couple of seasons ago, and the league's better for it. And maybe the next step is looking at what to do about the defense situation. And maybe we just take defense out completely, or maybe we do individual defensive player and and maybe spice it up and try that out. So that's an option maybe for the for long term, like for the next couple of seasons. Well, we can talk option. about that in a few year or two from now. I, I mean, I'm totally fine with defense. Like, I think when we get into the dynasties discussion, like a little bit later, we'll, we'll definitely talk about that or the lack of that. Um, but. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's definitely a few years down the road for for this league. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so with that in mind, I mean, we don't really have much more to talk about this league, uh, as as we've been alluding to throughout the podcast. Uh, you know, dynasty is a thing. Dynasty is going to be coming upon us here. Uh, so that'll be you know a whole other endeavor that we'll probably talk about at a later date uh, with more folks who kind of want to chat in with there. Um, I don't know, boys. Is there anything specific that we want to lay out about Dynasty early on, or do we just want to save that for later? Uh, I think it's probably best uh, to save most of it for later because it, it, we need to we need to form the United League members before discussing the details yeah. of it. But, I, but I think, uh, sorry, Mikey. I just wanted to step in quickly. Um, Kite and I have spoken about it, so just so everyone's aware, uh, I've asked Kite to take over commissioner responsibilities for that Dynasty League, so he will be running it. 
Um, hopefully he does a good job. I have full confidence in him. Um, he, uh, me, me and him have spoken about potential rule sets already, and eventually we'll be, I mean, Kite will be, I'm sure, sharing that with people or whoever wants to join. Um, and I just think the last thing I want to say is uh, we want to just make sure that everyone that is joining and that wants to join is fully committed and active and is willing to, um, you know, put in the work on it just because it is a little bit different than redraft. And, you know, we just want to make sure that, you know, everyone is, is doing the most that they can and make it fun for everyone. So, um, that's really all I have to say. We'll get down to that later. I think. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just excited to have two different avenues for shit talk now. Uh, you know, we'd only, we're not no longer confined to just one league. We can, I can say that Andre sucks in two leagues. Like that's going to be so much fun. That would be amazing. Especially because if Andre sucks, he'll probably suck for like years and it'll be really fun to just like shit on him for multiple years in a row. Like you'll know next year his team will be. Yeah. And like knowing Andre, oh, that dude, that the, the, the biggest purveyor of prospect porn in the world. Like I guarantee Andre will suck ass for the first two years of our dynasty league and then probably continue to suck ass. Cause he sucks ass. Is it a possibility to be a, Double butthurt bull champion in the same year. I think you ha- I think with Andre in play, it has to be a possibility. <laughs> yeah, there needs or, to be yeah, like or... an uber punishment if that happens. I think if that does happen, yeah, you actually have to be pooped on by one of the champions. <laughs> I mean, I can get behind that. I think a hot Carl is a very good punishment uh, for for winning <laughs> both, for winning both butter balls. Uh, maybe that's what we should name the, the dynasty's butter trophy. Hot <laughs> yeah, the the, the, but, the, the, the butter trophy in dynasty will just be called the hot Carl. <laughs> oh. No one wants Carl. No one wants Carl. No one wants him. <laughs> Um, Nobody wants that hotness. All right, gents. I mean, with that in mind, is there any other business that we want to uh, address before leaving? Mike, Mikey, I'll, I'll start with you. Any any final words? Any other business you want to address? Necessarily, I would just say for uh, the managers who weren't able to attend today's uh, podcast meeting, um, you know, just speak up, uh, say what's on your mind, and and do it now while we're on the off season. So then whatever decision that we unite and come up with going forward for this league, you know, you accept it, you embrace it, whatever happens in the next season coming up. So this is what I'm going to say. Shock's called. Say what you're, say your stuff now. Speak your mind or forever hold your peace. Danny? Yeah, I'll echo that. Um, I don't want to, uh, you know, I don't want people complaining next year. Uh, after they had the opportunity to speak up and change and, you know, join this podcast uh, to talk about it. So, uh, yeah, definitely what Mikey said. Uh, just And just kind of some housekeeping regarding this whole thing. I- I'm hoping, I-, I think what I'm going to do, just because we threw out so many options today, is I'll probably throw out a poll to it's in Sleeper and you'll just vote on how many you want to see go to a vote. Um, and then, so we'll kind of weed out the riffraff that way, and then we'll actually do like a full, like only one of these options we'll go with. Um, 
and just so I get them written down. So, so you'll probably something come out in the next few weeks, probably Super Bowlish time, and then we'll we'll put it to a real vote um, a little bit later. Yeah, I think that that works perfectly. Uh, and I just have one more final bu- piece of uh, business to share, which is. Uh... Oh, I'm gonna have so much fun with that this year. It's gonna be great. Um, so we'll be back, probably chatting about this come time for you know, give it a couple months. We'll chat more about Dynasty. We might be chat a little bit about keepers and stuff like that. Uh, but until that time, everybody, keep crying.